your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Glad to be with you on a Friday. You're listening to The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 973com Alongside Jamie Lent, I'm Choice Woodman. We join you from the First United Bank studio this morning. <clears throat> Bring in your thoughts, your comments, your questions, score predictions for anything and everything. All of it, uh, welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Heck, if you want to throw in a score prediction for Liberty Girls against Slayton tonight, you're welcome to do that, too. I have that one for you on 93.1 Texas FM. A lot of high school hoops this evening. I got Liberty. You got Liberty over Slayton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever been out to Slayton's gym? I have not. Is it nice? Yeah, it's. Uh, it reminds me of the Tiger Pit. It's the Tigers. Um, but smaller version. Okay. It's kind of like a little bit dug out gym mm-hmm. where there's seating all around. I think I'm remembering the correct mm-hmm. one. I think we had to play. Yeah. I think there's, this, I may be way off on this, but I think there was something wrong with a gym, one of the gyms during the Cap Rock, and they had to move us out to Slate for one of our games when I was in high school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because so we played in the Cap Rock a couple of years and. I think we went out to Slayton. That's the only mm-hmm. reason I would know. Yeah, know that one. Um, I got uh, I got Hannah Oberholzer and Abby Dallas each with double doubles as Liberty wins tonight. Oberholzer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Lefty point guard. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Did well on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll have we'll have lots of high school hoops for you for friendship and. Friendship's doubleheader starts at 6 for Midland. Cooper is at Abilene Wiley for a doubleheader there. And then Liberty at Slayton. Everybody on the road tonight. That one. Yeah. Start at 6.30 on 93.1 Texas FM. I think it's next Friday night where uh, Cooper and Monterey get after it again. Oh, yeah. That's so right. looking forward to, to that third matchup of the year for those two. That's crazy. Yes. Or like... <laughs> That we're already to the third matchup. Yeah. That they even face off three times. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one yeah. as well. Um, there's a, a big football slate as we talked about just a little bit ago. Browns, Texans, and Dolphins, Chiefs will both be on 100.7 the score tomorrow. Then uh, Steelers, Bills, Rams, Lions on the score on Sunday. Cowboys, Packers on double T 97.3. I'm going to do something, uh, I don't know if this is full-on pet peeve for you, but uh, I know you don't like this question. I think it's you. I don't know. It may be too early in the morning. Uh, is Mike McCarthy coaching for his job? Aren't you the one that hates that, that phrase because we're always, like, everybody's always coaching for their job? Um, so if your question is, is Mike McCarthy's job in jeopardy if he loses this game. This weekend. Not for the playoffs. I'm talking this weekend alone. Um, It would be a pretty bad look. Uh, I definitely think it would be in consideration. Uh, I would also tell you that he got Dak Prescott to play about as well as Dak Prescott has ever played this year. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think he would get canned. I mean, okay. you just won the division. No doubt it's disappointing that you, because you're set up to get to the NFC Championship game pretty well here. No, no doubt it would be a major disappointment. But I don't think, I don't think he would get fired. Okay, because as a Cowboys fan, I my expectation this point at this point is that you get to the the uh, NFC Championship game. Yeah, I think I it's got to be, and I think that's a Vegas expectation. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, as a matter of fact, Super Bowl odds right now give the Cowboys the third best odds to win the Super Bowl. I would go with that. I, I think. I, I mean. You you're obviously the going team out there. You're going Ravens, 49ers, Cowboys. It actually is 49ers first, and then Ravens. Okay, but, right. but yes, those those three are the top three. Not, but the Cowboys are slightly ahead of one other team. You know who it is? Do I think they're the third best team out there? Well, I I think they have two home games. All right, and so that's that's a huge factor where they play really, really well at home. I don't know if I think they're the third best team, but I think they have the third easiest path. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, they being the two seed. Yeah, I mean, I just they've played so well at home, but we know they haven't been good at all on the road. Yeah, not not good. And you so. Know who number four is on that list? Um, don't overthink it. It's the reason I'm asking you the question. I know, and I'm avoiding your answer. <laughs> um, and they should be the Lions, Buffalo. Buffalo's fourth. I mean, Cowboys are seven and a half to one odds. This was at the beginning of the week. Uh, Buffalo eight to one odds, so they're right there. And those, and part of that, like you just mentioned, I, is the two seed. Yeah, yeah, and, and, right. I think um, Dallas has an easier path than than Buffalo. Really, you think? I I think the Forty ers are. I think Green Bay's better than Pittsburgh, but I think in the second round, Buffalo's probably going to get what Miami or Kansas City. True. Yeah, and I both think they could teams lose. Are probably better yes. than the Lions or Rams. Yeah, debatable. Lions are good. Lions I gave the Cowboys so. everything they could handle there at home. Sure, sure, but I don't think that would happen a second time. Maybe I don't not. think so, but we'll see. I, I think um, back to the Mike McCarthy stuff, though. I like all of these conversations. How it looks. I mean, if the Packers went in and boat raced Cowboys, oh man, that we've was, seen Jerry yes. Jones have some knee-jerk reactions before. Yeah, um, I think you'd probably see a firing. I'm kind of on the fence either way of of what we could see, because there's absolutely the argument of okay, Mike McCarthy's a great regular season coach, but when you get to the postseason, it just didn't happen. Um, and if the Cowboys are like, we need to move on from that because we have a good roster and find someone that can win and then win in the playoffs, right. I, I would understand it. Uh, but the other part that you mentioned is something that has been overlooked a little bit this year. Dak Prescott's playing the best he has since his rookie year. 
his rookie year when he burst onto the scene. Um, he has played the best this season, and it hadn't really been close. And mm-hmm. I think Mike McCarthy deserves a ton of credit for putting him in those situations. I agree. To make him a better quarterback. Yeah, where he's, he's not trying to do too much. And he's, he's, got making, good, he's got good weapons around him, but that, I, think that helps. I think he's done a great job this year. But he's had good wep- weapons around him a lot of years, True. for the most part. Mm-hmm. For the most part. So um, so I, I think that would be the main reason to keep McCarthy is, hey, your offense looks as good as it has in a long time. Um, got to get a running back somewhere. But it's a... It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm hoping we're nowhere close to that conversation on Monday. <laughs> Cowboys take care of business. And then, the I mean, the extra factor in it is McCarthy's playing his old team, Packers, a team mm-hmm. that has owned the Cowboys in the playoffs. And, sure. And really in history, but recent history. Was it Green Bay, though? It was Aaron Rodgers. Or was it Aaron Rodgers? It was Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we get to answer that after this weekend. Sure. I still lean more toward Aaron Rodgers. I lean that way, but if if they win again, then it's Green Bay because there is no Aaron Rodgers in sight. Well, he's somewhere making someone mad on a talk show, probably. <laughs> um, that whole thing. Goodness gracious. Someone says he'll get canned next year because no NFC East team repeats as the division champion. That's right. You can go ahead and place mm-hmm. that bet for next year. That uh, I guess the Eagles are probably most likely, but uh, we're running on. Is this the nineteenth year in a row? Wasn't it 04? Is that right? It was 04. I think 04 or 05. The last time you had back-to-back NFC East division champions. That is one of the craziest. It stats really in is. It is amazing. That is unbelievable. That you and cannot all string four teams. two together. All four teams have won the division in that time. Right. It, it's it's not like it goes back and forth between two. It, it has in the last few years gone back and forth between the Eagles and Cowboys. But you're right. Yeah, there's been a couple by the – I think the more recent one was the the Commanders. Of like I think it was the football ago. team that year. Yeah, I think you're right. It was the football team that year, but the Giants WTF, have won it. WTF, that one. Yeah, the Commanders have never won anything. It's true. <laughs> Jamie's on it this morning. Y'all keep chiming in. We'll get some more of your thoughts on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Jeff brings us this day in sports history next on Double T 97.3. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Glad to be with you on the Morning Drive this morning. Jamie Lent to my right. I'm Choice Woodman. Jeff McGuire across the way, and he has this day in sports history. Going to start in 1958. Because the NCAA adds the two-point conversion to football scoring. 1966, Boston Celtics coach Red Arbach records his 1,000th NBA career victory. That's total regular regular season and playoffs, easy for me to say, in a 114-102 win over the Los Angeles Lakers in Boston. 1969... Chuck's going to be sad he missed this. New York Jets beat the Baltimore Colts 16-7. to Joe Namath, uh, Joe Namath guaranteed it. Broadway Joe. Also one year MV- your Super Bowl MVP. So Chuck's pro Joe Namath? He thinks he was good? Chuck is pro anybody who's going to go out and claim something and then go in. He's even okay if they just go claim it. Okay. 
1986 AFC Championship Miami Orange Bowl. New England Patriots beat the Miami Dolphins 13 to 14. And in the NFC, the Chicago Bears beat the Los Angeles Rams 24 to nothing. So we know what we'll be talking about in a couple of weeks. Beat down for the Bears over the Pats. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl Shuffle. Mm-hmm. 2019, Matt Mooney scored a season high 22 points, and Jared Culver went 14 had 14 points and nine rebounds to lead the number eight Red Raiders to a 68 to 62 win over Texas for the first win in Austin since February 24th, 1996. Mm. Now we've made it a pretty common occurrence. I know. We've won 11 of the last 14 games against the Longhorns in basketball. Isn't that crazy? Mm. They're never going to invite us back. It's awesome. I love it. And in 2020, Lady Raiders had five players in double figures scoring, led by Alexi Gordon with 19 points, nine rebounds, and six assists, and led the Lady Raiders in all three of those stat categories, helping defeat Kansas 89 to 72. Okay. It is National Marzipan Day, which is a confection consisting primarily of sugar, honey, and almond meal, sometimes augmented with almond oil or extract. It's often made into sweets. Common uses are chocolate-covered marzipan and small marzipan uh, intentionally shaped to be like fruits and vegetables. It's also curried chicken day and glazed donut day. Okay, you could have skipped the first two. Just gone straight to the glazed, glazed donut. donut. Yeah. How many different... We have so many different pizza, donut, and Burger. beer days. Burger. Burger, yeah. Beer is probably more of the most of any. Where they'll just name it, you know, certain type. IPA day or go drink a beer day instead of regular beer day. Yeah. Mm. Those seem to be the most. Happy birthday, Jeff Bezos is 60. Howard Stern, 70. Rob Zombie, 59. Rachel Harris, 56. Dontrell Willis is 42. Dominique Wilkins, 64. And the original 88, Mr. Drew Pearson, 73. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on this day, 1962, United States Air Force launches Operation Ranch Hand, a modern technology area denial technique designed to expose the roads and trails used by the Viet Cong. Flying C-123 providers, U.S. personnel dumped an estimated 19 million gallons of defoliating herbicides, over 10 to 20% of Vietnam and parts of Laos between 1961 and 1971. Agent Orange, named for the color of its metal containers, was the most frequently used defoliage herbicide. The operation succeeded in killing vegetation, but did not stop the Viet Cong. Its use in the of, of the agent was controversial both during and after the war because of questions about long-term ecological impacts and the effects on humans who were either handled or were sprayed with the chemicals. And that is this day in sports history. What a coincidence. I was I was watching a show last night where they were in Vietnam and Laos. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. My new favorite show, Extinct or Alive. This guy goes and searches for animals that are really? extinct, but there's okay, I'm way there's thought to be sightings of them or whatever, and so he goes to areas and searches. Okay, to so see. is this just straight up Bigfoot again? Does he ever get to find any of these? Yes, he found one yesterday. Uh, that they thought was extinct? 
Yes, a tortoise uh, on San Fernandito Island. Yeah. yeah. Where, so the what? San Fernandito tortoise. Extinct mm-hmm. or alive. alive? Yeah, really good show. Is this on YouTube? I don't know. That's what it shows. No. I don't know. I think I was watching it on Discovery or Animal Planet. I don't know, one or the other. I'm in on this. Yeah, okay. it's really good stuff. Do they ever bring up aliens? They were searching for what they called the Asian unicorn. <laughs> okay. Okay, I think I which is seen which is like a, a five foot tall um horn. looks like a deer mm-hmm. but it has two horns, but they kinda are close together, so it looks like one. Okay. Um and there was one that at one point was in captivity about fifteen years ago and it was thought to be the only one ever seen. And uh, so he was going to look for more of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah. I'm he did not find any. Super intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. I actually know a lot of people from Laos, but uh, I've not been there myself. Okay. Dumas has a large population of uh, Laotians. I guess they came over during the uh, during the Vietnam War. And okay. Got a lot of Laotian friends. Mm-hmm. Uh. This from the chat line. Thursday night used to be, I mean, during football season, you're like, oh, you got an NFL game. You got a college football game. Yeah. Now it's like, well, Big 12 only plays on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Monday, Big, Tuesday, Wednesday. Do you wish the Big 12 would play more on Thursday? No, not necessarily. I kind of do because mm-hmm. usually Big 10 has some games there. You might find a Big East game occasionally. Mm-hmm. But once conference play starts, it's almost impossible to find a Big 12 game on a Thursday. Yeah. I kind of wish you would have maybe like one game just as your feature Big 12 game on Thursday. Yeah, but if that team is going to have to play again on Saturday, they're going to have a disadvantage to whoever they play against. Sure, but we already have the Saturday to Monday turnaround at times. It's not impossible. Right, but that's one team. Everybody is playing on Saturday, so there's no advantage game or disadvantage to play on Monday. Everybody's Whoever is playing on Monday is on two days rest. Or one. Yeah, they rest. both have the same disadvantage. Right. If right. there's a team that plays on Thursday to Saturday, they're going to face off with a team that played Wednesday or t- Tuesday, and that team has an advantage Fair. over them. No, I I get what you're saying. I still, I mean, one day, two days, I think they could make it happen. Uh, well, yeah, you they, just set it they, up. They could make it happen. Uh, you'd have to put two games. Yeah. On Thursday, so you had two equal- games on Monday. Like an you could, or you could just make it to where everybody has to go through this Thursday rotation and play at least one game on Thursday. Yeah, but you know, Texas wouldn't have to do it, so we'd all be upset about it. I think there's a difference between two teams playing when one had one day off and one had two days off. I think that's worse than if one has two days off and one has three days off. I don't think that's we that. Definitely m- see that. I, yeah, I don't think that's that big of a deal. But if one okay. has only one day compared to one having two, I do think that's a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am going to understand your point. And continuously disagree with it. No, I don't disagree <laughs> that there's no I I don't disagree in your point. I think you're right. It, there is a there is more of a difference on the two and But you're saying get over it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, Come on, okay, just, you're paid athletes, you might as well just Choice, the NBA it. can't play more than a game a week. What are you talking about? NBA plays, they used to do that. Now now you'll see them playing back-to-back nights, and you'll see them. The, the, 
Part Only because the Spurs stink now that's why they're playing back-to-back nights. Well, the NBA scheduling that I don't understand is when they'll play two the same team two times in a row. Like, the, the Spurs just went and did this in Portland where they literally played the Trailblazers two nights in a row in Portland. That's really weird. Yes. Is that part of their rodeo road trip? No, we're not combination. There yet. We're not. You no, know, like getting set up for that. That they need to get two games in Portland this year. No, because they could have used one during the road rodeo road trip. I, it's like I don't know. It's just weird because the it NBA is. has gone to some very strange scheduling. But seriously, they're paid athletes. Which coming up next, the NCAA has this is Jamie's favorite time of the day has uh, proposed or is I guess clearing a path get past NIL and just go straight to paying the athletes. Why not? So we'll get into that a little bit. Straight ahead, more of your thoughts from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You're listening to The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. It is The Morning Drive. On Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Joyce Woodman, Jamie Lentz here in the First United Bank studio. Keep hitting us up. Thoughts, comments, questions. We'll get to uh, some of yours and shift over to some basketball in a moment. Um, This from the chat line. It genuinely feels like the NCAA is pulling in two directions with NIL slash paying for players. Uh, another one, these athletes are getting a free education room board, materials, clothes, and access to things regular students don't get. They don't need to get paid. I think we're way past that. To, whether you Unfo- think, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, whether just, you have that opinion or not, we're, it's never going back. Yeah, it's you're, everything you said is true, but it's just... Toothpaste mm, in the, out of yeah, the tube. It's just, it's just, yeah. uh, I wonder if some program offended by Florida State's actions over the last month are somehow behind the NCAA thing. I was offended by their effort in the bowl game. <laughs> well, they, the funny thing is, speaking of effort in the bowl game, it was the team they were against that they were recruiting. The player in question was a transfer from Georgia. Super fun. So, But I don't even know if that was this year or when. Mm-hmm. Um, the only NIL actions in town I can remember – or that stupid Terrence Shannon restaurant commercial, the Eric Easy Furniture commercial. I don't remember that one. And all McGavick did for Mahomes before he was a star. That's not NIL because that was all post-play. Yeah, that was after. So right. that's not NIL. Uh, I think there's a couple others. that that There's a lot of them NIL is Somebody was at tweeted. a steak place. It was Shannon, right? Was that Shannon? I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure that, that okay. was Shannon. Um, they had one named after him. Okay. But, yeah, um, there's like there's some funny ones. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember some of them out there. DeColdest Crawford, you remember him from Nebraska? I do not. Uh, he he had an NIL, NIL deal with a uh, an air conditioning company. Because we'll his name was DeColdest. <laughs> his name was DeColdest? DeColdest, yeah. That was his name. Yeah. Okay. He transferred pretty quick. I don't remember where he's at now. DeColdest. He actually might be with uh, Sonny Cumbie at Louisiana Tech now. So those kind of things, you 
My favorite one is still the one where uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, uh-huh. everyone who had a, a last name Reese's got an NIL deal with oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, the, the uh, Iowa State one. They had one that uh, they had a player named Bacon. They had a player named Ham. They had a player named Purchase. Didn't the... Um... I think it, it was Purchase. They had four players and they used them. The the hog farmers, whatever, in Iowa used them. Purchase more ham and bacon. Hammond was the guy's name. Ham and bacon. Uh, nice. So they put they lined them up and used that as a, a visual ad. So that's oh, NIL no. and creative and fun, but it's very rare that mm-hmm. that's where the pay is coming from. Um. Yeah, can't think of a lot of other true NIL instances because it doesn't happen much. Uh, have y'all seen where Saban has said he would like to work with the NCAA in retirement to give NIL more structure and rules? That'd be I saw good. The headline. Um, That'd be good. Sure, sure. He's been in the thick of it. I w- and if you don't think that contributed to his retirement, I mean, I, who knows? But I would guess that that contributed. Because you think about it, coaches now have to recruit three times what they recruited before. Used to, you would recruit high school players and junior college players. Mm-hmm. Then it turned to transfer portal. Now you're having, and with the transfer portal, that doubles or triples things because you're not only recruiting people from the transfer portal, you're recruiting your own players to not go into the transfer sure. portal. Sure. So your your job as a head coach or as a coach in college football it's in tripled. It, in any college sport, really. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. in, in any college sport. It, it's I think tripled. you talk to the majority of them, they would tell you that they're not enjoying it as much as they used to. Yeah, I think that's why we're seeing it's a, guys... It's a much bigger challenge. Step down. That's why we see Kirby Smart mentioned with the that he's going to listen to the Atlanta Falcons offer because of exactly that. It's not the same as it was a few years ago. And he can get paid more to go mm-hmm. do less, to worry about coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, people need to realize large percentage of football and men's basketball players at Power 5 programs are not there for the education. They're there to try to get to the next level with their sports. Time to think of them as being on the same level as AA and AAA baseball players. Make them sign a contract. That was from Central Texas Hank. If players are paid, that means the stronger and richer schools like Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama would own NCAA football recruiting because they will go to great lengths to recruit the best of the best, sure. leaving all the other schools to fight over the scraps, never having a chance to have a team that could compete at a higher level, having an equal chance of possibly playing for a national championship. It'd be cruelly un- it would cruelly be unfair. I, I don't – who would you say? Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama? I don't know that Alabama's in the same conversation with Texas. Or o- Oklahoma's not there either. You're talking about it's the richest schools, the ones that have the absolute most money. Bama's got a lot of football money, but how much of that other other school money gets to work its way in? Yeah, the rich would get richer, but it it's already that way in football, right? Especially. Yeah, but it, it feels to me like it would be even worse. We're not. You don't think we're there already, though, with the NIL? Because they're uh, already paying them. It's not. If, yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree, but it, it feels like if, if the university was doing it... Oh, okay, you're you're talking about the difference between the boosters paying or the yeah, university paying. I feel like we're there. Yeah, I don't know if that makes a difference. You're right. You're I right. think we're there. Saban's the new czar for college sports. 
Oh, okay. So I know football is a hundred percent king. Let's not even pretend. It, it, it. In fact, it's probably ninety nine percent of all NIL money is in football. That being said, the basketball players seem to make more money individually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but at a, yeah, as a whole, I think you're right on that. Sometimes that's it, been the case here. Yes. Well, I think and it's not even close. Correct. I think uh, in college you, you can pick out quarterbacks and you're going to find them making more than most basketball players. Um, there's probably a handful of other players, but for the most part, the, the basketball players are getting much bigger across the board than football. Where some of these other schools, though, that aren't the richest of the rich, where they can make their biggest headway, though, look at what Texas Tech did with softball this past year. Number two recruiting class in the country, mainly because of your NIL deals that you were able to offer. You have a collective, yeah. I think- and it's not like you've spent anywhere close to what you spent on football or basketball with the softball program with NIL money. Let's not even pretend. But you can make inlets in other sports. It's but, not as much fun. It's not as glamorous. Well, it doesn't make you as much money. And why it, would why would a school do that just because they feel like in a smaller sport they could succeed? It's how you would want to judge success. You can determine that you want to... Be, Maybe Texas Tech wants to start pumping money into the the baseball program. And you make that something that you do as opposed to an also ran. And you become the national power in baseball where kids are lining up to be recruited by you partially because of your success on the field and partially because of what you can do in NIL. The only question I have on shifting it from booster pay to the schools paying is how much do boosters enjoy paying because they get to have or feel like they have a little bit of control? Yeah, and does whole, that go away a little bit? A whole lot of jock sniffing going on. Yeah. Does that go away a little bit if it's yeah the, the school that has the control? And yeah. honestly, that'd be a good thing if it went away a little bit across the board. I don't mm-hmm. think it would. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I didn't mean to get into a full conversation here. I don't know. There's a lot of reaction on the chat line, but... I was just bringing up what the the headline was. We'll shift to basketball coming up as the uh, there's actually on-the-court stuff and a good product on the court so far for the Red Raiders. Texas Tech, Kansas State. We'll look ahead to that matchup and what it means for the Red Raiders moving forward, win or loss. It is the morning drive. Here with you on Double T 97.3. The morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Glad to be part of your Friday. You're listening to The Morning Drive here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Choice Woodman, Jamie Lintz with you from the First United Bank studio. Jeff McGuire taking care of us this morning. Keep hitting us up. Many of you have on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. There's a lot of reaction to the NCAA stuff. Y'all can go uh, continue to banter there if you would like to. But there are actual sports... Not off the court or field stuff. Time now for Jamie's question oh, of the day. Question Brought of the to day. you by someone not named Jamie. I was going to get to it. I was going to get to it. Dude. I don't think you were. I was. I think you were about to start talking basketball for the game coming up this weekend. I was, but uh, I was going to get to it. Jamie, so Jamie to does about? not have the question. I've got the question. Oh, today. that's why he's so anxious. Well, we'd be doing it anyway. Um... 
So I, I know we've been talking mainly about you know NIL and college athletics, but there's some big news that happened this week with Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, and Steve Carroll. Pete, no, Pete, Pete, I'm Pete. sorry. <laughs> Thinking of the office, sorry. Um, with Pete Carroll no longer coaching, which is three huge coaching opportunities mm-hmm. in the NFL and college football that need to be filled. And Harbaugh's probably going to follow soon. Harbaugh, I mean, there could be more added to this list for sure, but those are some three big, big, huge dominoes mm-hmm. that have fallen. And with Saban retiring, it's not like he's going to be taking up one of them. How many, if any, Big 12 coaches will be affected by the new coaching carousel? And who is the number one on the list? You want to start me? You can start. I'm going to start with the uh, if any part because I don't think any will end up moving. I think it may. I think the Big Twelve may be affected by assistant coaches. There's some potential there, um, specifically guys on the the Midwest staffs of Iowa State and Kansas and Kansas State. Maybe see some of them end up at Michigan eventually. Of the three that you're talking about, I don't know that we see any any trickle down because. NFL is not a complete hard line from college, but for the most part, you don't see much crossover. Doesn't doesn't happen that often. Um, so then we're just talking straight Alabama and Nick Saban. Um, I think old Big Twelve or current Big Twelve, you could see it because Steve Sarkeesian is one of the net top names on the list, and I would I think that's what I'm rooting for at this point, just to see. Texas fans get a little humbled, a lot humbled, by thinking a couple of years ago that they could go get Nick Saban and now losing their coach to Bama. But I I don't think from Saban or from Alabama that you're going to see really any effect in the Big 12. If you peer ahead in the crystal ball and go with Michigan, maybe... A Leipold or a Campbell would be considered. I don't think Campbell would, but someone on their staff would. But then you get into the okay, who there's people replacing from other places, and right, and, and that's where the coaching carousel I think gets interesting for the Big Twelve. Yeah, it's not the it's not the filling Alabama, it's filling the places that the guy went from Alabama to. So if Sark left, then could you see someone else go to Texas from the Big Twelve? Okay, here's what I think. I think Norvell's going to get the job at Alabama. Okay. Okay? So that leaves Florida State open. It Dion? just feels to me like they would have to. Go for Dion this Give time. it a try with Dion. Yeah, I don't think the fan base would fault them for doing it if it yeah. doesn't work out. Yeah. I think you go two it's years It's kind of like when Dion. we went with Kingsbury. Okay, yes, he didn't have any head coaching experience, but he's our guy. We all love him. Yeah, Dion does have head coaching yeah. experience. Yeah, and, and so... if. Felt like, hey, we should go for this. Now, do you think they're still estranged or frustrated with Dion? Because there was some bad blood there when he was at Jackson State, and the number one overall recruit in the country flips on signing day sure. from Florida State, his alma mater, to to Jackson State. Well, I mean, but how can they? They, they may have been disappointed about that, but how can they be mad at Dion? Because he's the one that flipped him. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. Dion was. Doing what was best for his school. Sure, sure. I, I I don't think they're upset to the point that they wouldn't go hire him. No. So yeah, I think that's probably 
that is probably the easiest path to seeing some some Big 12. And then Colorado, how attractive of a job is that? If Because I think two or three years from now, if Dion does elevate Colorado, then it's an attractive job. But just one year after when it's all... It hadn't really been about the Buffaloes. It's been all about Dion. Sure. So has he elevated the Buffaloes job that much? Great question. Great I don't, question. I think he's he's you know revived it from. He's got it breathing again. He's he's pulled it back from the dead, but I think it's still two or three years away from being a, a pretty good job or a decent job where mm-hmm. coaches would want to go. I agree. But so I don't if Dion moved, that would obviously be a, a Big 12 coach leaving. Yep. I think you found the the easiest path. Because even if Sark took it, I don't know that there's a Big 12 coach that Texas would be seeking. I mean, who would be the most likely candidate there? I don't see anybody. Honestly, if, if Sark left, I think they go. they try to get uh, Pete Carroll. I think that's where they go to first, since he's looking for <laughs> a job. Be. Now, I'm curious if Pete Carroll ends up, he would be the one to cross in back into college. But And don't forget there's an Urban Meyer out there, too. Because now, you know, everything that Pete Carroll was doing illegally at USC is legal, so he can just do what he was doing then. Does he still have show cause left on his plate, Carroll, from his days at USC? <laughs> does that Does that, like, go away? I don't know. I don't think he had it. I don't. I don't know either. So that's it's an interesting question. I don't know that we see a ton, but if Norvell gets the job, then I think it would be almost surprising if Dion didn't go to mm-hmm. to Florida State. How far before KU has to look for a new coach? He's old. I didn't realize he was as old as he was. Leipold's like sixty-two or sixty. So you're saying five years when he retires? Yes. I don't. I don't know that Leipold would want anything else because he's probably too old to take another job unless it was this year. Well, that's the one we're talking about. No, I was wrong. His <laughs> age. Okay, he's not as old as I thought. Fifty-nine, turned sixty soon. But and again, it's not the first I mean, round of the carousel that I'm worried about for a Big Twelve coach. It it just seems like he is a guy that's happy to stay there. Yeah, and good for good for him for that. Yeah, but. Bad for the Big 12 because Kansas is supposed to suck at football. I want to get back to those days. And they cheat in basketball and, and get to a good program there. They've got their basketball. They don't deserve football. <laughs> All right, I got a wild card name for you out of the Big 12. And I don't want this to happen because I like him in the Big 12. And I like him where he's at. But they don't. What about Mike Gundy going someplace else? We've heard that for years. I think he's past the point of going yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Like, he had opportunities. I don't know that he ever even wanted any of those opportunities or if it was just all about turning it into more money. But why, why would you leave Why would you leave a situation that seems like it's, it's going to continue to be good for you? Yeah. He's know. legendary there. I don't think he's leaving at this point. A couple years ago, I thought he was. Yeah, I did too. At this point, I don't think he's going anywhere. So, no, I don't. Yeah, same here. And I don't know that there's any other schools that would want Gundy that much more at this point. Uh, Someone says DeBoer will get Bama a job. Another one says could see Alabama affect 
from or the effect from the Alabama hire hitting KU and Leipold. Yeah, I I think if there's a coach that's most likely to leave. Sorry, most likely to be sought after, it's probably Leipold. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's that likely to leave. I don't think he is either. What about K-State? I don't know. Seems like he likes it there. That seems, seems like a fit job. Seems too. like a fit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Someone says Jeff Trailer's going to get the Texas job. Eh. Sark already announced he's staying at Texas. Did he pull a Dan Lanning and I missed it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's probably Norvell at this point, if I were to peg it bring in your thoughts comments whatever you got on the Yates Flooring Center chat line we'll hit you with some uh, headlines boom 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 next on Double T 97.3 the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction glad to have you with us you're listening to the morning drive welcome or welcome back here on Double T 97.3 Double T 97.3.com Double T ninety seven three mobile app, which you can take anywhere with you. Even listen in and Poughkeepsie, if you'd like to. Wow, yeah, a New York one. Look at you. Yeah, that's not. Is that far from where you were? Uh, maybe a couple hours. Drivable though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also on television, Fox thirty four News now. He's Jamie Lint. I'm Choice Woodman in for Chuck Hines today. Don't worry. Chuck Hines Fan Club. He'll be back with you on Monday. Jeff McGuire across the way taking care of us. Keep hitting us up. Many of you have Yates Flooring Center Challenge. A few baseball questions in as we were talking uh, some baseball news there uh, a moment ago. Bullfighter says, Jamie, I'm going to buy all of your due if you ride the mechanical bull with Choice and I. Who says I'm riding again? A mechanical bull? Yeah, I rode one. Uh, no, no. You wouldn't ride another one. I, I rode a one mechanical in the World bull. I, I, I would ride smooth. a mechanical bull today. I didn't look very smooth, but Jamie won't ride it. He's already kind of said so. Would you Would you take the free do for one ride? Um, I I feel like there's a decent amount of chance that I would injure myself, which no, I'm not really looking forward to doing. They've got the like. What, there's a circle pattern. You know the bouncy, bouncy house, uh, like trampoline yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what's all around the bull. So you're not gonna. You're not gonna hurt yourself. I do think when uh, you're as old as I am, choice just you know <laughs> you can make a fool of yourself. Mm. Obviously, oh, well, we, well, we work here six to nine, very, one to three every day. Obviously, yeah. So I didn't when I got on this thing at the World Series. Uh, I was unaware. Well, There's very few people around mm-hmm. the bull at that time. There's a few back by the wall, but I was unaware. Sneed told me. There's a camera on this thing at all times, and like there's TVs throughout the whole Texas Live building that shows the mechanical bull mm-hmm. when it's being ridden. So he said he claims he saw me mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. from like downstairs. So mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was being broadcast everywhere. I, mm-hmm. That may have made me think twice about riding. So my mm-hmm. wife definitely uh, rode it much better than I did. I am a fan of like a thrill ride or two, but I, or a you know, something that, you know, gets you the adrenaline flowing, you're uh-huh. a little bit nervous, all the above. But I usually like my feet to be on the ground when that's going on. So not even for a bunch of Mountain Dew? I, I mean, 
I'm not rich or anything, but I, I can afford my own Mountain Whoa, Dew. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can afford my own Mountain Dew. I know. It's Have not you seen like the price of things now? Everything's going up quite a bit. It's not a life changer. I don't drink that much. I'm pretty sure he said for life is what he, oh, he said. Okay. That's a lot for you. I mean, that's how much how much Mountain Dew is Jamie gonna drink before his death? Let's see. Assuming he dies. One, one, five, one. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a good thirty extra thirty more years. Thirty more years. Yeah, you get to seventy five, ish. Nine. Seventy nine ish. Okay, so man, I'm like a month away from fifty. How crazy is that? that is nuts. Yeah. At least to deal with the depression, you'll have baseball. I'm not depressed. Okay. Some yeah. people are. I had I had a previous co-host. I won't name him. We'll call him Bluff Caxton. Uh, he. Like, got depressed every time he had a birthday. <laughs> like, I'm old. I'm so old. He was Eeyore every time he had a birthday. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, uh, you know why I'm not depressed when it's my birthday? Because you get things? Because it's baseball season. I know. That's what I was about to say. You're, yours, so yours is like one day before baseball season? This year. So, yeah, this year, depending how it falls. Some days it's on. On. Mm -hmm. Um. So let's see, how many Mountain Dews? If they are, you know, by the time you're 79, they're going to be three bucks a piece, at least. Well, not when you buy them in cases like I do. Oh, they'll probably be that much. Have you seen the inflation line? They're not going to be $3 a can. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot Careful of Careful how you say that, yeah, I was about to say, I'm sure there's a lot of people that from 30 years ago would have said, there's no way you can... You're going to go to Walmart, and it's two bucks for a can to buy one out. Remember when those things used to be like 25 cents or 50 mm -hmm. cents? You could get one out of the machine. Mm -hmm. You said another 29 years? Is that what was the number you gave? I, I gave them, yeah, 30 years. So I'm I'm guessing you'll spend another $100,000 on Mountain Dew in your lifetime. Okay. That seems like a lot. Does it? It does. You drink on average one a day? Do you, you ever go you, a day without... Yes. Okay. Yes. Yesterday was one. Let's just say Jamie averages. Day before was. was I'm, one, one I'm, I'm going. I haven't had one since Monday. What? Let's just say for <laughs> argument's sake that Jamie averages one a day. And that over the next 30 years, the average price for a Mountain Dew will be approximately $2. Okay. I think it's going to be more. $21,840. Okay. Money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, how's the giant from ACU been looking? Well, I mean, I only saw him in the fall. I haven't seen yeah. anything in, in the spring. I mean, he did okay. I, I wouldn't say that he dominated, but um, he did all right. I, I think he's going to be a good change of pace guy out of the bullpen. Um, well, I, I mean, we if, all know the real reason Tech got him. Not so to don't do have anything to face for him? Tech, just so you don't <laughs> have, to have to face him when we play yeah. ACU again. Max Huffling isn't his name. No, I think he'll be a. I think he'll be a valuable guy out of the bullpen. I don't know if he'll be one of the guys that you you would see go for two or three innings in a row because he's obviously spent many you know uh, appearances as a starter at ACU. Or if he'll be a guy that you know could come in to get a get out a tough lefty hitter and you might see him twice or three times in a weekend. One of those deals. I'm not yeah. really sure. Uh, fall off the bull, break your neck. Zero Mountain Dew. Yeah, see, I'm passing <laughs> on all you that. Can break your neck on a mechanical bull, can you? Right, and, and that's they the, do make you sign a waiver. Or something that maybe. is the key argument in this. 
I would get on a mechanical, mechanical bull, bull today. Because if you do fall off, you know what the guy running the mechanical bull does? Shuts it off. You can't turn off a real bull. Mm. He's just going to be angry. Uh, hashtag can't wait baseball. I renewed my tickets. Good. Awesome. Jamie, do you expect Kevin to be behind the plate? 100%. I think That's he awesome. is your... your I mean, I, I think that you'll see Dylan Maxey as the number two catcher. It'll start you know, on Saturdays or whatever. Uh, but I think Kevin Bazell is your everyday catcher. I think that... Uh, Kevin was your best catcher last year. You just needed him so much at third base. You just didn't have anybody else. And so. And this year, the uh, Oregon State transfer. Cade McGee? Yeah. Gonzaga? Gonzaga transfer. Cade you, McGee? You do have an Oregon State one, too, right? Nope. That was last year, and he never actually made the team. All right. Yep. You know, I'm getting yeah. there. Cade McGee. Thank you. Cade McGee. He had mean, a good looks... weekend here when he was with Gonzaga. Yes, and um, there's a lot of similarities with him and Bazell. So I think so he will, I, I think Red Raider fans. Yeah, I think Red Raider fans are really going to like Cade McGee. Yep. There we go. Yep. All right, more from uh, you on the chat line. We'll get back to some more of those thoughts. Talk some hoops. The Red Raiders take on Kansas State in a big one tomorrow. It's the Morning Drive on Double T ninety seven This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven podcasts at double t ninety seven